Hello, everyone, and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock. Thanks for joining us for another week here on the podcast. It has been a very busy week in the National Lacrosse League. Off the floor, tons of news going on uh, as well. Lots of news coming up this week with the National Lacrosse League trade deadline approaching on Tuesday as well. So lots of great stuff to talk to the perfect guest, I guess, for this. Toronto Rock owner, president, and general manager, Jamie Dowick. He's going to be dropping by. But first, we do have to remind you that the Toronto Rock will be on the road this Saturday night. It's a 10 p.m. Eastern start time against the Vancouver Warriors. Toronto Rock looking to get another road win and even up their record away from First Ontario Centre as they're currently 2-3 in five road games so far this season. So you'll want to check that out via TSN Direct. So if you are a TSN television subscriber, you can access that at no charge. Just use your cable or satellite provider's credentials to log into your account when you go to tsn.ca or into the TSN app. And chances are you probably already know how to do that. If you don't, go to torontorock.com, click on the schedule tab, the drop down there, how to watch. Click on that and you'll be able to find out all the information you need right there. Pretty simple, right? Well, if you need any more uh, information on that, ask a friend. I'm sure somebody will be able to help you figure it out for sure. Anyways, that's Saturday night, 10 o'clock. The Toronto Rock take on the Vancouver Warriors on the West Coast at Rogers Arena. Great venue there, obviously. First class city, first class venue. Should be phenomenal out there. A great chance for the boys to do a little bonding too on the road so uh should be a great time great game you're not going to want to miss that saturday night at 10 o'clock and then the rock are going to be on a bye for uh for the following weekend until they're back at first ontario center on saturday march the 26th for kids night it's an early start time five o'clock check out the bogo at ticketmaster.ca buy one adult ticket get one kids ticket for free for that game It's going to be awesome. We've got other stuff we're going to be announcing in the next uh, few days here around that game. And, of course, it will also be the return of the black and gold Steel City jerseys on that night. We'll wear our alternate third jersey again for the second time this season at home. That'll be on Saturday, March the 26th, 5 o'clock, Georgia Swarm. That will also be a nationally broadcast game on TSN. So, without any further ado, let's jump into our interview with the boss. Coming up right here on Toronto Rock Total Access. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock, and I am now joined by Toronto Rock owner, president, and general manager, Jamie Dowick. Jamie, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, there has been a lot going on off the floor in the National Lacrosse League, so maybe let's start there. We've had Commissioner Nick Sikevich uh, leave and take a job with the Arizona Coyotes, and just this week earlier... Um, Jessica Berman, deputy commissioner, announced that she was leaving and taking over as commissioner in the National Women's Soccer League. So I think, uh, you know, sometimes stuff like this at the top maybe goes a little bit unnoticed by the fans because really it probably doesn't have a huge effect on how they follow their team or watch games or anything like that. But um, how does this affect operations uh, away from games and, and the stuff fans regularly see? 
Well, hopefully it. Do- I mean, hopefully it doesn't. Uh, obviously, it it is a a blow at at the uh, higher leadership level of, of the league, um, and uh, something that we you know we're already in the process of, of dealing with. But you know these things uh, these things happen. There's a lot lot to a lot of these things, and and hopefully. Um, you know, there'll be people that'll step up and, and, and make this seem like a s- seamless, smooth transition. And, uh, you know, our, our, our league is governed, governed by the board and, the, you know, the board consists of each and every team in this league. And, and so really the, the, the big decisions and, and things, you know, are still being made by the people that made them before. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, um, it, it is going to be an adjustment. Jessica's around for another six weeks, I believe, and and, and that'll be helpful. Um, and uh, like I said, you know, we're already in the process, you know, early stages. But um, you know, I'm looking for our, our next leader of of the league, and and you know, and I would assume following that, they would assemble their next kind of team on that side of it. How does one? find somebody for a job like this like i that's one part that i think's always fascinated me is where do these people come from is it somebody within another team knows somebody is this outside people approaching knowing that there's a vacancy thinking that they would want to step into this role how where where do the candidates even come from for something like this well i mean both of those are definitely possibilities um you know i think in this day and age and you know, for a position like this, you know, you use search firms and, and you know, more specifically sports-specific um, firms. And, and uh, you know, they've, they've got, they know, you know, that that's how you, you know, find the good candidates, whether, you know, but they could come to us. They could, someone could know someone. Um, we could get someone through that. But, I, I, you know, regardless of where they come from, I think... You know, you, you do work with a firm and, and and go through that process. And I think that's pretty standard these days. Now, as far as the timeline on this, I'm sure it's sooner than later when you find the right person type thing. But what is there an anticipated ballpark? You know, when does this need to happen? Is there any kind of is there any kind of urgency? Is this great timing even to do this, being that somebody could come in maybe you know, in the, in the summer months and have a run up to the season. What, what does the timing look I like? I mean, listen, you want to do it as quick as possible, but you also want to make sure you get the right person. And, um, you know, I don't think, uh, if we feel like we need, you know, if we feel like we need to do something quickly and, you know, we're not going to sacrifice on, on getting the right person and the right leader for this league going forward and, and, and rush it. So, um, you know, Having said that, we want to be able to do that as, as, as soon as possible. So it's kind of both ways. Um, it's, it's more about getting the right person. All right. Speaking of getting the right person, trade deadline. Tuesday, March 15th, 12 well, noon. When you asked me to do the podcast today, I guess you should have thought about it and didn't even stop to think about all the things you might ask me about. <laughs> you hit me, I, 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 obviously, wow, that right. last topic should be on my mind, but I wasn't even like... Okay. Think it, okay. So now we're going to go trade deadline. Yeah, trade Tuesday. deadline. That's coming up. Um, yeah. Obviously, I think in the past the trade deadline has often passed with quite a whimper. 
in the NLL, and there isn't much action. We've seen one fairly significant name in the National Cross League, and Sean Evans uh, find a new home in Halifax earlier this week. Do you expect, before we get into any Toronto Rock stuff, do you expect there to be much activity? And my spin-off question from that is, do you think going forward we just are going to see more activity because more teams, you know, less talent technically available across the board uh, or maybe spread out in different fashions that some teams may get into this situation where they may actually kind of tear down a little bit and rebuild. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how busy it'll be this year. I mean, a lot of teams still believe they're, you know, they're in it. Um, You know, to me, the trade deadline team trade deadlines more about, um, you know, the, the top teams adding a piece to maybe put them over the top. You know, I find in our league, there's, you know, there's teams on the other end, but they're looking to make deals with with teams, you know, said contenders for, yeah. for, for players that are helping that team in the process and this and that. So I think that's why there's not a lot of deals happening. Um, you know, we've always taken the approach of if we can make our team better, we will. Um, you know, at the right price and, and, and the right deal. And, and you know, we're, we're definitely not looking to unload, you know, pieces to get that person, you know, like for in our situation, it would probably be more a draft pick situation. Like, you know, if we were going to add someone, we're looking to add to the group we have, you know, not looking to subtract, you know, a couple guys on our team to add another guy per se. So... That, that's that's where we stand right now. Um, this weekend will be interesting because you know it'll it'll make teams think they're closer to making a run, or make teams think maybe they're further away than they thought. Um, but nothing changes for us, you know. Like um, my phone's always on, but it, it's not ringing, and and I'm not really calling anyone. So um, you know, I've heard a lot of rumblings and. You know, when I say I'm not calling anyone, you know, like I know, I know what's going on. I'm hearing things around the league, but not a lot. Nothing nothing to get too excited about right now, but hey, we'll see. So like you say, some teams' fate may be determined or maybe just cleared up a little bit with the results of this weekend's games. And I think when everybody, um, <clears throat> I guess outside of the Toronto Rock, you hear a lot about, you know, people think that maybe an offensive lefty might be the the target, if there is one available, um, confirm or deny on that. And also, do you think there is a market out there that would, uh, you know, have a lefty O available? Well, I mean, would I take an offensive lefty, the right one? Absolutely. Um, I think every team would. Um, I would, but I'm not, you know, I, I don't know if the right one is available and I don't know if the right one was available if it's available at the right price and and um you know when when i say i'm looking for an old lefty that's not to take a shot at the guys that have been playing because you know we like all those guys and and if i were to go out and bring another lefty in you know it probably changes our formation that we're playing right now because you know we don't we're not looking to take any of those guys out of our lineup um so it's not you know is it a need it's a need for everyone to get better at every position and offensive lefty is is you know the toughest position to 
to accumulate guys, I think, right now in this league, and that's just the way it is. And um, but like I said, we're not we're we're kind of in. You know, we like our group. We like what we're doing. We're we're focused on tomorrow night in Vancouver um, right now, and and we'll see what happens after there. But I wouldn't wouldn't be expecting anything major coming out of Rockland. Let's talk about that matchup with Vancouver and just the trip and the uh, you know the chance for the guys to get together again. Almost everybody heading out on this trip uh, in this case. Uh, what does it mean right now to be able to just? travel and be together you know like i i just feel like you know as the season's gone on and the guys have had a chance to spend more time together it almost feels like the team has also started to play better and you know this seems to be like another opportunity for the guys to to get together and bond a little bit more and and play an important game at the same time yeah i mean um you know i've said this a million times travel for us as a group is real important because you know unlike every other team like when we play home games we're not, you know, kind of traveling on those weekends as a group as well. It's more guys are coming in, you know, um, shoot around game, whatever. So we we get to spend a lot more time together as a group when we when we do trips like this, and and they're they're always fun. Um, going out to play in Vancouver's, you know, always a big game for Toronto. Like you know, we don't like Vancouver, and they don't like us. As we have kind of that Canadian rivalry. Um, and and it's a great place to go play. You know, we have a bunch of we have a bunch of West Coast guys on our team right now. So, you know, chance for all those guys to go play at home. I know is is, is pretty cool. And uh, you know, we have a bye week coming up the following week. So this is a, this is a big game for us. Vancouver's not the not the old Vancouver team by any means. And I know they've dropped their last couple games, but the, the, you know they're they're right up there. They beat some good teams. You know. Like like any team in this league, if you don't show up and give them your best, um, they can beat you. So uh, we respect them, but you know we're looking to uh, you know end this previous little streak here on, on a good note and, and head into a bye week. That's that's where you know we're focused about Saturday night. Let's talk a little bit about the goaltending too with Nick Rose. Uh, you know he's been pulled twice this year in games where he hasn't returned, but the following week he's come back and held the team. Uh, you know, that he's played against under 10 goals and, and the Rock have won both of those games. Talk a little bit about what you've seen from Rosie this year and, um, you know, something that really I, you know, we were trying to think back uh, chatting around the office here the other day when the last time, you know, he would have been pulled and not finished a game. And that has not happened very often at all in his time with the Toronto Rock, which is now, you know, obviously quite a while. Um, but, you know, this has been something different for Rosie and and just maybe talk about what you've seen from him this year yeah well I mean it was a good bounce back and we needed it and you know just like I was saying though you know the last time and talking about it um you know the goalie's the one that always takes the heat and and a lot of the times it's a lot more complicated than that and yes you need them to you know stop the ball and and give you a chance but at the same time you know if you give premier players in this league opportunities to wind up and and let shots go from great spots on the floor you know they're going to beat anyone and and so it's a combination thing so I think yes Rosie played a lot better last week and it was a great bounce back performance it really felt like our defense you know and listen when we talk defense we're talking 
the defense and Rosie. They they're they're a part and part because the defense, you know, didn't give them nearly the time they did the week before when we were on the road, and and you know that goes into the the shots and and gives Rosie a chance to to do what he did. So um, it was good. We 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 need that. We need that consistently night in and night out. And, you know, Rosie was on a pretty good streak since the Halifax game and, and the New York hiccup. Hopefully, you know, he's, he started another streak last week and, and we need him to be that. But we need our defense to do that as well and, and you know, dictate dictate the game as opposed to letting them dictate it to us. And that's big, man. I mean, it's it really is big. I mean, you've been around the game long enough to know that, you know, you let – you know, who was it? No, you let Jeff Teat shoot the ball from certain spots yeah. on the floor, and you don't get in his face. Like he he's going to score a lot of lot of, a lot of those times, right? Mm. Like it's not on the goalie. Like in that situation, like he's just getting beat by a great player from a great spot and uncontested shot. So, um, you know, better collective effort last week. Speaking offensively about the team now. Um, just looking at some stats recently and seeing, you know, the Rock are averaging the most shots on goal per game uh, in the league at just over 54 per game. And looking at some of the shot attempts and like the top three Rock scores all in the 100 plus shot attempts. Um, but the actual goals for the Rock are still kind of in the middle of the pack at about just over 11 goals per game right there with Vancouver are actually at 11.3 and the Rock are at 11.27 when I was looking at this. Do you still think there's another level of finish to this team? Because it does seem like the Rock are generating a ton of scoring chances. Quality versus quantity, always a topic of conversation, I think. But I, I just feel like at some point this team could find its groove to become, you know, from that 11-12 goals for to like a 13-14 goal team on a pretty regular basis with the number of shot attempts and just shots on goal and just flat-out opportunities, it seems like the offense is generating on a regular basis. Yeah, I think our offense can go. I, mean, I, I think they can score more. You look at that last game, we were at the end of the first quarter we're up 17 foreign shots and we're down one nothing. Like they, they could barely yeah. get a shot. And, yeah. and we had a ton of great chances and we didn't have great finish. And, you know, like, you know, and those, that's a bunch of different guys because everyone had a bunch of good looks there, but we didn't, we just didn't put those in early mm-hmm. on. And, and, and to me watching the game, if I'm being honest, I don't feel like, you know, it was Orleman robbing us on on those. Like he was good. Don't get me wrong, but I don't feel like he was robbing us there in the first quarter. I felt like we had so many great chances, but then we hit him in the chest, or you know, we just didn't finish them off. So yeah, I don't I don't think this team, you know, um, by any means has hit its stride offensively. I think we're still we're still figuring that all out. You know, for us right now, it's about making progress. And, you know, we want to be peaking, you know, come the middle to end of April, hopefully, you know, leading into a deep playoff run. And, and uh, we like the progress we're on. But, yeah, no, I don't, I don't believe we've, we've peaked it at all. I think, I think you know, guys are, guys are learning to play together with this group. And, you know, you see Zach coming along now. And it's just, 
it's kind of becoming more balanced and and then with that you just need those guys when they get their opportunities to take advantage of it and the last uh tires maybe we'll pump here is some of the d guys um like you said, that first quarter last Saturday night, only giving up uh, you know less than a handful of shots in the opening 15 minutes. But one guy I want to talk about is Mitch Desnew, who just seems to be literally everywhere on the floor at all times. He is the guy picking up the ball. He is the guy taking it away. He is the guy starting transition. You know, he's scoring goals now in transition, and just like. This reminds me of the way he played a few summers ago in Oakville when the team, I think, lost in six games in the Ontario final. I just thought that was like some of the best lacrosse I'd ever seen Mitch Disnew play. And then it seems like he may be taking it even a level further right now. And I know he, he was taking a lot of penalties early in the year and kind of got himself into some trouble there. But it seems like, I don't know, I mean... From my perspective, anyways, his game really seems to be in the right spot right now. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, you know, listen, I'm probably the biggest Mitch Destu fan in 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 the league, have been for a long time. Um, I, I'm happy for him. I think he's just found his kind of comfort level within our team, and yeah, he's he's a leader. He's a warrior. He's a beast. I mean, uh, put him on my team any day of the week, and and I'll go. We'll go to war with him. Like it's it's just he's a, uh, you know, he only knows how to play one way, and 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 we're thrilled he's a part of our team, and and yeah, he's been you know the last month. I mean, you know, knock on wood, but staying out of the box and and playing just playing great. I mean, loose balls every game. I I go and look at the stat sheet after the game and. You know, like 15, 17, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, not a face-off game. Like, just, yeah. he, he just, you're right. Like, and and he he does everything. He logs a ton of minutes. Um, I mean, he's a great leader on our team. And uh, it's, uh, I'm happy for him and, and I'm happy he's with us. Yeah, and I mean, just to talk a little bit more about just how good that defense was in the first quarter, it almost felt like men against boys with how dominant that the rock defense was and you know and that's still without adam jay in the lineup without jason noble in the lineup two guys that you know at the start of the season were obviously penciled in to be you know part of this unbelievable defensive core that had kind of been assembled um you know when when do we see those guys maybe plugging back into things and and also like it's going to be difficult now like phil mazuka stepped in and played really well yeah right? you know like there's Tough decisions. There's competition here. Always a good thing, but you know. Yeah, there's. What do you do? I mean, <laughs> we're 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 getting healthy. Um, we're, we're real close to being fully healthy. Um, you know, Adam Jay's kind of just about back. Uh, Weirzy's not that far away, so that that um, and, and Jay's close too. So it's we're we're. We got a lot of guys, and that competition is good. And you're right about Phil. I mean, he's been, you know, he's been great for us. I think he's played six or seven games in a row now. And, you know, I mean, I, these are good problems to have, I guess. Um, we we like our defense. We like, you know, we, we like the group. We like what they bring. And, and, and I you know, I think when we play our up-tempo kind of in-your-face, get-out-on-you-pressure defense, you, you – you know, it, it can be really effective, and, and that's what, you know, I think for three quarters of the game against New York, I thought we did a great job, and, you know, I thought we let up a little bit in the fourth, and, 
you know, does that happen in games? Yes. In games like that, um, it is frustrating because, you know, they played so well for 45 minutes that you want to see that kind of, uh, you know, low numbers stay there and whatever. I thought they deserved better, but, um, you know, that's us just being perfectionists, wanting, you know, complete game to win in, to win in this league. You know, or at least at the end, you, you got to be able to play a 60-minute game and, and whether you're down five, up five, ten, down, whatever it is. I mean, you got to play 60 minutes. And and uh, so that was, that was the only frustrating thing. But I thought they were really good, and hopefully they can take another step this week against Vancouver. Yeah, and just one other point on Mizuka. It was pretty cool just to even see – I think it was, yeah, it was Tom Schreiber. I think it was after the Buffalo game when he literally in his post-game interview was like, Phil was our best player tonight, you know, an absolute animal. It's pretty cool to see the, you know, the veterans recognizing the young guys and what they're what they're putting out here, right? He, yeah, I mean, he's, he's listen, I, I know Phil as well as anyone I've watched him play since he was probably seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's just, he, he, he's an athletic kid. Um, he works, works hard on the floor, off the floor, listens, wants to win and plays with, plays with passion. And he's been a great, um, you know, it's been a great uh, infusion into our lineup and, and he's done a great job. I think, I mean, you know, he's a rookie, he's going to make mistakes, but he's, he's brought a lot of uh, positives to, to our team. And, and I think, I think he's done a great job, you know, faster than we expected. Fair to call Phil a weapon. Well, he's definitely a weapon. I don't know if we're talking about on the floor or not, but uh, he's a weapon. He is. All right. We'll wrap up on this. Just uh, getting out to Vancouver. What are you looking forward to getting out there just uh, on the West Coast? Bit of a different uh, first time, really. I mean, I guess the Rock left the time zone to play in Halifax, but really the the only time really the team kind of leaves the time zone here. Yeah, well, we like Vancouver. I mean, uh I've got a sister who lives there. I was actually out of town, so I won't, won't end up seeing them this time. But, you know, we got a lot of people out there. Good to see my boy Jumbo. Um, look forward to seeing him and, and just everyone in general. Uh, Vancouver's a great city. Um, you know, hopefully the weather's nice. I haven't even looked. No, it's snowing here today. Yeah. So, uh, uh, But usually it is, and it's just a great city. So, uh, yeah, it's a haul to get out there. Um, but, uh, we do look forward to it and, uh, you know, hopefully we can make the, the, the trip worth the while. All right. Sounds good. Well, good luck to you and the boys out there and, uh, thanks for joining us and we'll do this again soon. Thanks, Mike. All right. That was Jamie Dowick, owner, president and general manager of the Toronto Rock. Short break and we'll wrap up Toronto Rock Total Access. Wrapping things up on Toronto Rock Total Access. Thanks to the boss for stopping by. Great chat with him as always. And he teed up a lot of stuff going on off the floor and trade deadline coming up. And, of course, the big matchup on Saturday night against the Vancouver Warriors. 10 o'clock East Coast time, 7 o'clock Pacific. You can catch it on TSN Direct. So that's a stream-only game, tsn.ca and the TSN app. And you could do that, uh, you know, by visiting those two platforms if you need more information like i said off the top of the show torontorock.com click on the schedule tab and how to watch and that will give you all the information you need 
Don't forget, Kids Night coming up on Saturday, March the 26th, a 5 o'clock start at the BOGO, available only through Ticketmaster.ca. You can get there uh, through the Toronto Rock website or, of course, just by going to Toronto, Ticketmaster.ca rather and search Toronto Rock Tickets. So uh, lots of other great stuff coming up. And, of course, we've got other great ticket options available for you as well. You can still grab a six-ticket flex pack if you wanted and use that for uh, any games coming up in any combination that you wish as well. The family pack is out there. 120 bucks, four tickets, four soft drinks or sodas, as the kids like to say, and two popcorns. And that will get you in the door with the fam and some food and Bev and enjoy a great night of Toronto Rock Lacrosse. So I think that'll just about do it for this week's program. I look forward to uh, chatting again next week on the bye week. Hopefully everybody has a safe weekend and is able to tune in to Saturday night's game against the Vancouver Warriors at 10 o'clock via TSN Direct. So in the meantime and in between time, I am Mike Hancock saying that's it. That's all. Another edition of Toronto Rock Total Access is over and done with. We will chat next week.